episode of Let the Football Talk, featuring myself, Sebastian and Magnus. Hello there everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Sebastian. And I'm Magnus. And we will be hosting this week's episode of Let the Football Talk. A dramatic week of football has just ended, with the relegation battle still in full flow, and the European sports definitely closing doors. So, this week, firstly, we will read out the Premier League scores. Secondly, we will lead on to some analysis on a few games from the match day gone by. Then, we will lead on to a quiz. And lastly, we will be doing a couple of previews for next game week. In addition, please make sure to check out our Instagram account, which is at LTFT underscore podcast. So, with that said, let's get underway with the Premier League scores from the game week gone by. Which are Norwich, nil. Burnley, two. Bournemouth, nil. Southampton, two. Tottenham, three. Leicester, nil. Brighton, nil. Newcastle, nil. Sheffield, nil. Efferton, one. Wolves, two. Crystal Palace, nil. Manchester City, four. Watford, nil. Aston Villa, one. Arsenal, nil. Man United, one. West Ham, one. Liverpool, five. Chelsea, three. So, now we're going to move on to some analysis. Firstly, we're going to do Tottenham Leicester, which happened last Sunday afternoon. Goals were scored, uh, an own goal by James Justin after six six minutes. And Harry Kane uh, got the second and third goals after 37 and 40 minutes. It was... <laughs> It was quite a few goals for Tottenham, but usually in a 3-0 game, it would be more or less a one-sided game. But I, don't, I just don't think that in this game. I just thought that both teams created chances for each other. And just Tottenham were lucky enough to equalise, uh, to, to finish them. And yeah, I think Leicester were a bit sloppy in defence at the start. But Tottenham, Tottenham were also a bit sloppy, but they were more in the communication. Uh, Leicester just were very poor. I think Jamie Vardy had a chance which he definitely should have executed. I don't know why he went with, for the back heel with that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did have quite a bit of space. Um, yeah, yeah, to shoot. But yeah, and he also had a header, which was a great crossing. I can't remember who it was, but it was really good. I think um, that, yeah, but Los also was definitely lucky to just get away with a warning with his first foul and definitely lucky again to get not be booked with the second one. So I think he should have got a red card because of his two challenges. What, after, overall? Yeah, so overall yellows, after yeah. two yellows. They were some really bad challenges. And then Lucas Moura received one that I don't think there was enough in it. So I don't know what the referee was thinking. It's just, I guess, well, and then, they're not um, notable enough to be in VAR, so you can't yeah. blame VAR. And what do you think about the possible penalty with Sanchez and Evans um, because he pushed him just as the ball was coming in? Yeah, I think I think that was kind of minimal risk, yeah, really. I, I don't think, think there was much in I it. don't think... I think if the ball was going towards them, then it definitely would have been a penalty because he properly shoved him. But... I think if, uh, because the ball was quite, it was in the centre of the box and they were waiting at the back post and I just don't think that was enough in it. Yeah. 
So, um, near the end, Evans gets a yellow card. Uh, but I think it should have been a second yellow after a challenge earlier. And I think both teams were looking quite strong. I think Leicester decided to properly push in in the last, but they were unlucky because they didn't manage to get a, a goal in, even a consolation. But I think the man of the match for me would probably be Harry Kane because uh, his work rate was great and he was involved in every single goal. Yeah, I, th I think that's fair to be honest. And also, do you think he's? Do you think he'll get his form back? Because he's yeah, kind of been out of it in and out. Form. I definitely think he will. He's 26 now, but he's still he's still shooting like a new academy player just got yeah, into the yeah. Premier League, and he's so energetic and his work rate's great. So next, we're going to move on to Sheffield United versus Everton, which happened last Monday afternoon. So I think I think there there weren't many goals apart from the Everton one with a Richarlison header after 46 minutes. Uh, that was a great finish with a great free kick from Sigurdsson. I think Sigurdsson was really good all game with his free kicks and uh, with his attack. I thought it was very tight. And I think both teams definitely creating chances, but uh, they didn't finish them. Um, but Calvert-Lewin did hit the post with an excellent header. That was a great cross from Theo Walcott. It was great. Um, it, it was unfortunate to hit the post. Uh, however, my man of the match for this match would... Have, I think there were so many players, like Sigurdsson was doing well, and Theo Walcott, Andre Gomez... And Henderson for Sheffield United, his goalkeeping was great. But it would have to be Calvert-Lewin because he did so well in attack and his work rate. And, he, and I think he's looking really strong alongside Richarlison at the moment. Yeah, I think, I think that's fair, to be honest. Um, yeah. So do you think Everton are kind of on the turnaround then? You, yeah, going I think, into the ultimate match day, do you think they might get a result? Yeah, I think they might get a result. But I think next season they'll really be trying. I think they might spend a bit of money over the summer. And yeah. I don't think they really need to work on their attack, really. I think they need to work on their defence because they have Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin in attack. But I just, I think they need to work on their defence a bit. Yeah, OK. So to start off my analysis, we are going to do Aston Villa versus Arsenal, um, which occurred last Tuesday. Yeah. So I thought, personally, both sides started out quite lively. Um, I think Arsenal dominated the ball... Um, the attackers look very lively, such as Aubameyang and Saka. They've got a really good attack this season. Yeah, yeah, they've got a promising attack as well, of course, with Saka. Yeah. And some other youngsters. But then the goal from Trezeguet, from the volley, 26 minutes in, just after the water Who break. Who could forget that? That was, that was quite a stunning volley. Mm -hmm. um, right into the bottom corner, where it just kind of... It dipped off um, Tyrone Mings' head, actually. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty impressive. Good setup. Um, so that kind of shifted the mood of the game, I thought, personally. Mm. Um, because Arsenal, it almost made, it of course made it more tense, obviously. Um, and then when we got towards half time, there was a penalty came, penalty claim, sorry, for Arsenal. What but did it you was think? Very weak. Oh yeah, it was very weak. Um, yeah. It was pretty weak. I can't remember who was involved with it, but I think it might have been Aubameyang, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it seemed very weak. It was, it was a weak. bit like the one for the Tottenham Leicester. Yeah, I, I believe with Johnny Evans. Yeah. And then Torreira received a yellow card just before the break, um, which I think was fair, obviously. Yeah. Torreira didn't like it because he's quite a feisty player. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't want to annoy any Arsenal fans, so I won't, I won't go, go into that yeah. statement. <laughs> um, yes, then we had uh, the half-time break. And then, so Aston Villa, I think the longer this game went on, I think Aston Villa fans would have been really enjoying it, actually, because... Even though they were 1-0 down. Yeah, even though... No, Aston Villa were... Oh, yeah, 1-0 up. Sorry, yes, yes. Go on. Anyway, 
Um, yeah, and Arsenal fans, it would just be a typical Arsenal thing to, you know, win against um, Man- Manchester City in the FA Cup semi-final and beat yeah. Liverpool. And then to lose to Aston Villa. So I do feel sorry for Arsenal fans, anyway. And then that near-goal chance for Aubameyang. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was very close. And then towards the end, um, Arsenal... OK, there were two chances at the end that I thought really could have been game-changers. First yeah. one was from uh, Davies. I presume that's how you pronounce it. It seems like yeah. that. <laughs> and with a chance that could have finished the game. At the time, you might think that, but it didn't need to be finished. And then I think probably about ten minutes after that, uh, Enketia hits the post um, and it was quite funny actually the way it kind of it was going almost in slow motion so it hit the post it came back out to Pepe Reina I believe was in goal and then he caught it but he nearly moved it over his own line so from kind of a TV perspective it's quite confusing Um, so who do you think was man of the match man of the match I'd say Trezeguet because he was he was quite solid defensively and of course he scored the stunning goal yeah so, what are we going to move on to next? We're going to move on to the Liverpool versus Chelsea, and I've probably talked far too much about the last game because there's <laughs> far more goals in this one. Yeah, so I, I know. Think the best thing to do is just to tell you all the goals and describe the best Five ones. Five three. That's Five an three. That's pretty mental. Result for Liverpool, and they got to lift the trophy afterwards. Yeah, pretty much a perfect night. I'm Maybe surprised. Not defense, You'd yeah. think that most of them would be hungover still <laughs> after winning. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, right. So Naby Keita opened the scoring. That's one a great nil. goal. That was oof, that was just a top strike. Like you can't get many better than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just off the underside of the crossbar. Um, yeah, it's great. And then Trent Alexander-Arnold scored from a free kick to make it two. Oh, that was a good. That was um, similar to one. And they were all good goals. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but I think it was similar to one against Crystal Palace a few weeks back. Um, was was it Crystal Palace? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but fun fact, he also kind of scored a free kick goal against Chelsea earlier on this season when yep. Marcelo kind of rolled it back to him. Oh, yes, yes. And then um, Genie Wijnaldum made it 3-0 with kind of just kind of a toe poke from about 12 yards out or so. Smashed it. And just before half-time, Olivier Giroud gave Chelsea a bit of hope um, while with another... Well, with a tap-in, pretty much. Um, yeah, I think Alisson made a bit of a mistake. Yeah, he made a bit of a mistake. He tried to get back, but, but it was nothing I wouldn't say do. it was anything disastrous. Yeah. Luckily, they were leading 3-0 before that. Yeah. And then Roberto Firmino with a perfect header. Yeah, I remember that. And it was a cross from... Oh, I can see why people rate... Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold's crosses so much now because they're just yeah, the they're, timing and the way he executes them and yeah, obviously um, incredible. Roberto Firmino is always there to finish them off yeah. so that made it 4-1 Tammy Abraham gave um, Chelsea a bit more hope with 4-2 so he kind of it was a great run by Christian Borsic which I think he dribbled around three defenders and just passed it in so he pretty much made the goal for them. And then the scary bit started for Liverpool fans yeah and then it got to 4-3 with again Christian Borsic um, scoring yeah um, but then I think Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain finished them off that to was make a great it 5-3. So yeah. Personally, my man of the match, and I saw Sky also named in man of the match, was Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah. And, um, of course, for the free kick and of that cross to Roberto Firmino and his always quite solid defensively. So, yeah. OK, so now we're going to move on to our quiz. <laughs> is going to be our quiz we're going to have three easy questions and two hard questions each of the easy ones is worth one point and each of the hard ones is worth two points so magnus are you ready yes what is the stadium name 
of Brighton Home and Albion? Um, I've got it. The Amex. Well done. One point. I'm taking this very seriously. Yes, by the way. yes. I want to get four points. Here. He is going to, unless he doesn't. Anyway, what team were crowned champions in the 2014 to 15 season? Was it A. Chelsea, B. Fulham, C. Manchester City, or D. Brighton? So Leicester won it in 2015-16, and then, yeah. So I'm going to go with A, Chelsea. Well done, you have earned yourself two points. Well done. These are the easy questions. Yeah, yeah. So, next is named two footy clubs Brendan Rodgers has worked for. Oh, Seb, come on, you've got to up the these, these are the easy ones. You might not get the, you okay. might not get the hard right. ones. Right, so... I'm not going to choose Liverpool. I'm going to go for Celtic and Leicester. Well done. You have earned yourself another point. So how many points do I have so far? You've got three. Okay. It's simple math. It's a good start. It's a good start. <laughs> three out of three. It's not bad. Okay. So these are the hard questions. Which of these players did not score a hat-trick in the Premier League? A. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. B. Jermaine Defoe. C. Riyad Mahrez. Or D. David Beckham. Listen, you've definitely stepped up from the easy. <laughs> I know. You can tell. Um, I should have done question three first. To see so you've got Solskjaer and Jermaine Defoe, I believe, have um, both scored hat tricks. So it's a mix-up between C Riyad Mahrez and D David Beckham. Yeah. Um, surely David Beckham scored a hat trick. So I'm going to go with C Riyad Mahrez. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. David Beckham what? has scored so many goals, but he has never taken the match ball home, which is an interesting fun fact. And so has Ryan Giggs. Oh, I yeah. found the top yeah. two. Anyway, so this last one is very hard. How old is Jack Grealish? And I'll give you a year each side of his year. Uh, and, yeah. Right, okay. So he's always been... They always say he's a young prospect. Yeah. Not quite teenage level. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to go with 23. That is incorrect, but I did say I would give you a year each side, so you have earned yourself two points, Magnus. Well okay. done. So, all in all, you have earned yourself five points for the first three ones. You got uh, three points, and then you got two points for the last one. So, well done, you got five points. Okay, I'll t I think I'll take that, to be honest, given that I only got one question wrong. Yeah. So now we're going to do some previews. So uh, this next week is going to be on Sunday. It's going to be Leicester versus Man United. That's going to be the main match of this uh, game week. Yeah, of course, there's some Champions League qualifi qualification that's up in arms, really. Um, yeah. So I do think um, Man United... Um, so their goal difference is slightly better than Leicester, I believe. Yeah, I do, yeah. But they're on the same points, I think. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, so I've got some facts here about the Leicester Man United match. Yeah. So um, Marcus Rashford has scored um, uh, scored the winner in the previous two matchups, I think. Yeah. Um, so obviously Man United won both of those 1-0. Yeah. And also... 
United are unbeaten their last 11 games against the Foxes, which is pretty, pretty mental. And Manchester about. United have been doing well since lockdown as well. They've won yeah. six of their 10 games. Yeah, of course, with three draws, Leicester, which probably aren't they've only well. lost one yet. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, but that's different with Leicester. They've only had two wins out of their um, nine games with four losses and three draws. Yeah. I, that's that's really bad. That that's the same um, record since um, lockdown as Aston Villa. And Aston Villa um, are now in seventeenth position, and Leicester in fifth. And I just don't think they should be yeah. at that standard. And you you may be like. Well, they've had hard teams, but no, Leicester lost since lockdown to Bournemouth at 4-1, I think it was, and yeah, they drew to Brighton and Watford. So yeah, you can't. They you have can't no excuses for that. League and yeah, lo- kind of losing to yeah that kind of results. I don't. I just don't think that. So, what do you think this? Um, what do you think the score line will be? No, we're, we're doing that for later. Oh, okay, the score yeah, well, predictions, okay? <laughs> okay, we're okay. We're gonna have a bit of build up. Right, okay. So the next match is the West Ham versus Aston Villa game. This is gonna be a proper clash to stay out of the relegation zone. Trust me. Yes. Yeah, I think they're trying to both hit the magic forty point mark. Yeah. yeah. So they played um, in the reverse fixture back in September. They played out a nil-nil stalemate. Um, so obviously not much to say there. Yeah. Um, they're both now out of the uh, in the positions. They're both just out of the um, out of the relegation zone. But I yeah. know it could all change in this last fixture, yeah, couldn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think both one of them will throw the other under the bus, won't they? Otherwise, yeah. if they don't, they'll draw. I think Aston Villa have been pretty. I think they've been quite bad since lockdown, but they it, they've managed to kind of um... they got, scraped a few wins. They've got two wins. Oh, which is, yeah. and then I do think they'll stay up. I think it'll be yeah. I think um, Watford, Bournemouth, and of course Norwich. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think uh, and West Ham. They've got to stay up. They they have such good players, uh, and they yeah they did really. They've been doing well in their last few games. L- uh, last match, Man United versus West Ham. Declan Rice had a really good close chance, didn't yeah. they? And I think their attack has been really good, um, but. So I've got another stat up here which says Villa have not scored a single goal in their last four visits to the West Ham's ground, which is obviously probably quite over over Is that there, years. Where, where they're going on Sunday? Yeah, to West Ham's ground, yeah. Goodness me, it's gonna it's gonna be a really tight game. So now for Magnus's score prediction. Magnus's want... score predictions. Yes. What do you want to read them out? Cheesy, but anyway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Editor, edit that out, please. Right, so I've gone for Chelsea 2, Wolves 1, okay. Leicester 0, Manchester United 2, Southampton 1, Sheffield United 1, Newcastle 0, Liverpool 1, West Ham 2, Aston Villa 1, Burnley 1, Brighton 0, Arsenal 3, Watford 0, Manchester City 2, Norwich nil, Crystal Palace one, Tottenham three, and finally I've gone for a stalemate draw, which will be Everton nil, Bournemouth nil. So those are some interesting score predictions, Magnus. I've gone a bit wild with a few of them because I, I can feel some kind of upsets. Maybe yeah, happening. I think yeah, it's going to be an interesting game week. So I think that'll wrap up today's episode. But do make sure to check out our new Instagram page to find out all the full-time scores for the Premier League in the week and updates on when we will upload our new podcasts. However, before we go, 
Magnus, what's your thoughts on Leeds going up to the top flight uh, after 16 years of waiting? Um, personally, I think that it'll be a good time, not just for Leeds supporters, of course, it'll be a great time for them, yeah. seeing them back in the Premier League for, for the first time in 16 years, but also for the gem general fan and Premier League supporters. Um, because there'll be, definitely be some rivalries, I'd say, reignited. For example, Leeds United versus Manchester United. That'll be a good game. That'll be a, a classic, like the ones we've seen in the past. Um, but yeah, they're not a yo-yo club. They're here to make a mark. Yeah. Um, because I think they've every... got supporters around the world, so they, I have a feeling there could be some upsets. And it'll be interesting to see their progress throughout the season. And I think that every single match next season will be great. Yeah. And yeah. really entertaining. So, thanks, Phil Magnus. Uh, goodbye, everyone. And we will see you next week. Goodbye.